0: Thank you for being here tonight, Um, I will start by saying Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, Uh, we appreciate all that you do, I'm lucky to have my mother here tonight to hear me speak, so uh, very thankful for that. Um, We're going to begin, of course we've been looking at the Beatitudes, so we're in Matthew chapter 5, if anybody wants to be turning there. Uh, But the last several months, on the second Sunday night of the month, we've been looking at the Beatitudes. Of course, you've got the Sermon on the Mount that runs from Matthew chapter 5 all the way through chapter 7, but the Beatitudes are found there at the beginning of chapter 5. And we've looked at several of those over the last few months. But tonight, uh, we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, where it says, Blessed are the the merciful for they will be shown mercy that's the NIV the King James Version says blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy so it pretty much says the same thing but we have to look at um, the word merciful of course merciful means full of mercy most of us can depict that just from the the meaning of the word the way it's pronounced but Dictionary.com defines merciful, of course, as full of mercy, but it says that it's also characterized by expressing or showing mercy, and then semicolon, it uses the word compassionate. Compassionate to be merciful. A lot of times we associate grace and mercy Together as synonyms, a lot of times we use them interchangeably. Um, so the last couple of weeks, I've kind of chased that down a rabbit hole to try to find out what's the is there a difference between grace and mercy to kind of separate the two if I could. Um, so although we use them interchangeably, grace and mercy differ in a few different ways, and and the best way that I can say it because it's hard to separate them because in our mind lots of times it's hard to it's hard to say grace without saying grace and mercy or mercy without saying mercy and grace Um, but we've always been told grace is a gift that we do not deserve but when we look at mercy mercy is not getting the punishment that we deserve and if you can there's a slight difference there grace is getting a gift that we do not deserve and mercy is not receiving that punishment that we do deserve so um again going to the dictionary grace is defined as courteous goodwill which is me which means it's not asked for it is not deserved but it is given freely Uh, The dictionary defines mercy as the compassion and kindness shown to someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. Mercy is an act that is meant to relieve someone of their suffering. So, we can look at it this way. If someone was trying to break in and rob your house and you later found out that that thief was, you found out who it was and found out they were in a desperate uh, situation, They they weren't trying to harm you, they weren't trying to harm your belongings but instead of calling the police and turning them in or turning them over to be prosecuted or whatever and you kind of pardoned them that's mercy it was within your power to have them punished but you decide not to do that that was mercy um but before he left you decided this guy's having a hard time you decided to help him out gave him some money or food or whatever to get through that's grace so if if that can kind of help us separate the two um, we're showing grace by giving, giving him things that he did not necessarily deserve, but um, we were showing mercy by not having him prosecuted or punished in that act. It is possible, or I believe it is possible, to show grace without mercy, but I contend that it's hard to show mercy without having grace. Because if it's in our hearts to not have someone punished... Not only are we having mercy there, but we're also giving them a gift that they don't deserve as well. So, um, if that makes sense to you, that I'll say it again. That it is possible to show grace without mercy. But I don't think that it's possible to show mercy without grace. When we're showing mercy, we're also being compassionate and giving someone or something that compassion and courteous goodwill that's not necessarily deserved. So, going back, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown merciful. So, how can we be merciful? How can we be merciful to others? Now, I've got, I think, three different ways I've got down here that we can be merciful. There are way more than three ways. I, th- I searched, I think I googled, ways to be merciful. One list gave me 50-something ways. Another list gave me 15 ways. I just kind of picked three of the big ones that encompassed most of the things on that list. But no, this is not a comprehensive list of ways that you can be merciful. These are kind of the three easiest ways to be merciful to others. The first one I have down is to be forgiving. Um... Within the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus was teaching about prayer, Matthew chapter 6, in verse 12, he has in there, to forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Um, Symbolizing or or, or telling, making it known that um, we need to forgive others if we expect to be forgiven. Part of the mercy that we're able to receive is through that forgiveness of sins that that Jesus provides to us, um, I'm reminded also. Uh, if you want to go to Matthew chapter 18, the parable of, of those the, the servants. If I can get over here, Matthew chapter 18 and verses 23 through 35. That's a fairly lengthy reading but i'm, I'm going to read it. it's about the, the servants that the king forgave this one servant this in this large amount of money and then this same servant went and somebody owed him a small amount and he did not uh, forgive him he was shown mercy but then he did not show mercy um, to, to those around him but matthew 18 beginning verse 23 canceled the debt and let him go so this man the king showed this man mercy he canceled his debt he he gave he, he relieved him of his suffering he um he showed him that compassion that that was needed to when it was in his power to punish him for not being able to pay the debt but verse 28 but when that servant went out he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins he grabbed him and began to choke him pay back what you owe me he demanded his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him be patient with me and i will pay it back but he refused instead he went off and had that man thrown in prison until he could pay the debt And when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. So this man was shown mercy, but then in turn he did not show mercy to others one of the ways of course for us to be merciful is to be forgiving whether it's we, we, when we forgive others we show that compassion instead of showing retaliation or punishment for something that someone's done to hurt us the second way I've got for us to be merciful is to do good to those who have hurt you but of course, in order to do this, you gotta forgive them first. Or you're not gonna be able to probably do that good to them. Jesus teaches this concept constantly throughout his ministry. And even more so during the same during the same Sermon on the Mount. Go back to Matthew chapter five, verses thirty-eight through forty-eight. Another kind of lengthy reading, but Jesus is teaching to be teaching us here to be forgiving and not to seek revenge. Matthew 5:38 beginning. You have heard that it was said, eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give the one who asks you and, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not pagans do that? But he tells them in verse 48, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Again, he's teaching us to be forgiving. Go that extra mile. Do good to other people. Even, Even with... It's somebody we think may not deserve it or that the world may think they don't deserve this good or that this, that, or whatever the case may be. We can always be able to do good to others and show them mercy. The next way that I've got is to hold our tongue. Sometimes it's something that we don't always do the right way. or I, I'm. I don't. Sometimes I hold my tongue. Sometimes I get myself in trouble by not holding my tongue. But we don't always have to say what may be on our mind. Most of the time we're better off if we don't speak at all. Especially if we're in a passionate, whether it's an argument or discussion or whatever you want to call it. Sometimes we get caught up and we start talking without thinking first. Um, and sometimes we hurt other people by doing that Um, we must understand that everyone has their own their own viewpoints on different subjects or topics but sometimes when we open our mouths it's because we're not trying to it's it's because we're trying to hurt someone or to prove them wrong or in this case I'm trying to prove my side to be right so whenever we're speaking we must question our motives and a lot of times, when I want to prove someone wrong or call them out because I know I know something about them that everybody else in, in the room may not, we um, have to ask ourselves, would making those comments, especially in front of other people, do any good? Or is it going to cause harm? Or would posting these comments online, is it going to do more harm? Or is it going to do more good? Sometimes we have to be merciful and just keep those comments to ourselves because a lot of times they're going to cause more harm than good or stir up more anger or stir up more other people to to do different things. Sometimes I've held my tongue. Sometimes Sometimes I've had to walk away. Um, And sometimes we have to wait until it's the right place or time to make those comments. It may be better to make those comments in private with somebody one-on-one than it is to put them out in front of everybody but sometimes we can be merciful to people by holding our tongue and not telling everything that we know Um, next way or the last way I've got down is to be merciful to others is by helping others We've mainly looked at mercy as showing compassion upon someone that we have the authority to punish. But part of the definition of mercy also includes to relieve others of their suffering. So lots of times we're showing mercy on people when we are helping them, if they're, whether they're suffering or having a hard time or whatever the case may be. But by helping those in need... We're helping to relieve some of their suffering. And there's many, many, many ways you can do this. Again, this is not a comprehensive list of ways that you could help others or ways that you can be merciful to others. But, you know, helping the needy is one way. Helping pitch in at the house of hope. Helping someone complete a task. Somebody's got something they need help with. Sometimes it's just something they can't get done by themselves. Um, taking a meal to someone giving someone a ride visiting someone who's sick whether it's physically or spiritually the list goes on and on and on of different ways that you can help people and I'm not going to stand up here and just make a list I, I could probably stand up here and fill a whole hour just listing different ways we could help people but the key here is that we're called to be merciful and blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy so the, the, the last part of this lesson is looking at God's mercy God's mercy is toward us how does God show us his mercy or different examples of where mercy is found in the Bible God's mercy is bountiful and there's many 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 examples of God's mercy throughout the Bible but as God's people we're called to be merciful so that we can receive his mercy Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 I'm not going to read all these verses but it basically it tells us that because Jesus faced the same temptations that we did though he never gave in that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy we're told that we can approach that throne of grace with confidence so that we can receive mercy 1st Peter chapter 2 reminds us in verse 10 he, he, he uses the phrase that now you have received mercy Psalms 116 and verse 1 mentions that the Lord heard my cry for mercy In Luke chapter 1, towards the end of the chapter, we see Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist. He's prophesying here and he says that the Lord will give the people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our Lord. In 2 Samuel, remember, I think it was when David had taken the census of Israel and God was going to punish them, he gave David a choice of what punishment to choose. But David chose in that case, he chose to put that in God's hands. He put that in God's hands because put it in god's hands not man's hands as david said for his mercy is great his mercy is great titus chapter 3 and verse 5 tells us that he saved us not because of the righteous things we have done but because of his mercy And in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Paul said, Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, Paul said, I was shown mercy. So God's mercy is there. For Paul says, even when he was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, we know Paul held the coats of the men who stoned Stephen, that Paul still received forgiveness. He received that mercy from God. And every one of us could make a list. It goes on and on and on. If we we put a chalkboard up here and just started making a list, we'd probably be here all night listing the different, different ways that God has shown mercy to other people or to us. But the greatest example of God's mercy is Jesus paying our debt on the cross. Most of us knew and saw where this was going but that's the greatest example of god's mercy is jesus paying our debt on the cross and the forgiveness of our sins like in the parable of the prodigal son when we are truly repentant god shows us his mercy and he welcomes us with open arms the hebrew word for mercy translate translates into love Even when we stray. God's love for us, or God loves us, and he yearns for us to repent so he can extend his mercy to us. God gives mercy lovingly. He wants us to do the same to others. He tells us, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God's grace... Allows us to be forgiven of our sins. God's grace allows us to look to that home in heaven. His mercy does not, His mercy keeps us or can keep us from being thrown into that fire of everlasting punishment. But His grace and mercy combine together from his love combined with all that is the best thing that any of us can ever experience and i know this has been relatively short here tonight but i hope you've got something at least you can distinguish between grace and mercy maybe Um, but maybe you're here tonight and you just need our prayers or you need us to pray with you or for you maybe you're here tonight and you haven't found god's mercy Maybe you haven't found God's grace. We, we invite you to become a child of God by putting on God, putting on Christ, coming in contact with his blood through that watery grave of baptism, if, if that's what you feel like you need to do tonight. Or maybe you've experienced the mercies of God that God provides but have stepped away and feel the need to reconnect with those mercies that God provides. Whatever we can help you with tonight, we invite you to come as we stand and sing. Bring Christ your broken life, so marred by sin, he will create anew, make whole again. Your empty, wasted years, he will restore.